All right, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, J-Raw, for the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast for episode three for Thursday, May 16th, 2019. It's my pleasure to bring you guys another uh, weekly episode of my wrestling podcast. Uh, We got a lot of good news to get into, a lot of things. Um, We're going to try to keep it real brief tonight. Um, fortunately, it won't be no uh, ROH New Japan news. Reason why is because after this, I know I was supposed to put it up Monday and Tuesday, but tonight I will do my review. And the reason why is because we're already up to night four on the best of the Super Juniors tournament for New Japan. So I'll at least do a review for the first three days and also do the review for the Grand Rapids. Um, War of the Worlds tour that was last Saturday and also I had a chance to watch the latest Ring of Honor episode so I'll do a review of that on the Ring of Honor New Japan uh, recording I'll do after this Uh, also I'll touch on other stuff as far as New Japan but I'll do that in the review but tonight it was just going to be just strictly WWE and some AEW stuff uh if you are familiar with my format for my weekly show, and if you're not, basically what I do is in the beginning, I do Raw SmackDown highlights, get them out the way. I try not to go too, too much, but tonight may be a little bit in depth the way I set my notes up, but I'll try to keep it brief with that. I'll do some WWE news um, very briefly and then I'll do review of the latest episode of being the elite episode 151 which was pretty good setting up what we are less than a week away and not only with that it was some huge AEW news that went down yesterday and I'm going to t- talk about that and I'll do my editorial It'll probably be a little mixed bag of a little bit of thoughts of what's going on in the E once again. (laughs) And also, you know, the good news with uh, AEW, my thoughts on that. And real quick before I get into um, the Raw Smackdown highlights, I just want to do two. Unfortunately, this one thing, you know, I hate. Don't want to say I hate, but um, unfortunately, I don't like to do too much. And that's uh, report some somber news. We had two passing away since the uh, last recording. The first was uh, a well-known luchador wrestler by the name of Silver King. He was a big wrestler in WCW, helping to build the cruiserweight division with Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio Jr., uh, Chavo Guerrero, Hootentu Guerrero, a lot of the greats that was in WCW. And he was also known, and I got to make sure this weekend I uh, get a chance to watch it. He played the heel in Nacho Libre with Jack Black. And if you guys watched that movie, he was the bad guy that went against Jack Black. Now, just before I started to do this recording, it was a fortunate it was another passing and this was Ashley her real name is Ashley Morero she was 39 years old she was I believe maybe the second 
or if not the first who won the diva search and she was after there two era like i said she was part of the diva search and um she was one of the contestants that actually won um sad to hear that she passed away today so before we get into the highlights i'm just gonna give a quick uh 10 second or i don't have a bell but we'll do a 10 second moment of silence All right, rest in peace, Ashley, and rest in peace, Silver King. Okay, so without further ado, we got all that out the way. Let's go ahead and get into these raw highlights from this past Monday uh, setting up, which will be Money in the Bank. Oh, real quick, by the way, tomorrow evening, I plan to do my prediction, my first, wow, this will be my first prediction show. And I'll do my predictions for Money in the Bank, get my thoughts on that, do the match card. Um, I'm not going to get into the match card tonight, but like I said, I will be doing the raw highlights. Okay. So the show starts off with Miz, starts off with Miz TV talking about his match against Shane McMahon at Money in the Bank. Then he invites Reigns on the Miz TV to talk about his match against Elias. Reigns also talked about how he liked the new Miz and how much he respected him. Next, Shane comes out and tells Rain and Miz that it looks like they make a great tag team. And then Elias and Lashley come out and sneak him from behind. Okay, so that's pretty much sets up a match with Reigns and Miz. They team up and go against. Lashley and Elias. Now the match ends in a DQ when Shane pulls Reigns off of the apron. After the bell, Shane sends Reigns into the still ring steps as Miz looks on, still crawling into the corner. Shane, Elias, and Lashley triple team Miz and Reigns now. They take Miz back to the floor and triple team him until Reigns comes flying and takes all three heels down at once for a big pop. Shane tackles Reigns and works him over. Shane brings Reigns back into the ring, but Reigns tackles him. Elias and Lashley make the save again. Reigns gets triple team now. Miz brings a steel chair to make the save. Reigns with a Superman punch to Elias, then one to Lashley. Miz raises the chair and pulls with Reigns as Reigns' music hits. Shane, Elias, and Lashley look on from the stage. Alright, so next they go backstage to where Seth Rollins was talking to a Stafford and they go to commercial. Alright, so when they come back from commercial, the announcers lead us into a lengthy video package for AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. We will hear from both of them later with interviews. The announcers show us what happened with Braun Strong dumping Sami Zayn in the trash last week. Charlie Caruso stops Braun and now asks if he regrets what happened because the critics said he could have seriously hurt Sami. Braun only regrets the trash compactor not turning Sami into a cube. Braun goes on and reminds us 
he won the money in the bank last year. Says nothing can stop him from becoming monster in the bank for the second year in a row. Then the staffer walks up and informs Braun that Shane McMahon wants to talk to see him in his office. Okay, they come back from break, and then Sami Zayn is in Shane's office, ranting about how the toxic environment of the WWE fans and why the superstars are acting up, why Braun Strowman almost killed him last week. Braun walks in and they have words. Sammy says Shane was about to give him Braun's money in the bank spot. Shane said he just can't give him to Sammy. Sammy says he will fight for it. Sammy suggests a stipulation and Shane makes it a false count anywhere match with Braun's money in the bank ladder match spot on the line. Braun says he's going to eat Sammy alive. Braun walks off. And Shane congratulates Sammy on getting the match. Next, we get a match with Apollo Crews versus Mojo Riley while getting the pin on Crews after the ref checks on Crews' knee. Alright, so they cut backstage and Alexa's, Alexa Bliss is on the phone. She ran about her luggage issues, blaming them on a royal baby being born. Bliss tells the person in her the person she was on the phone, her ring gear was in the luggage, so they better find it. Nikki Cross walks up with a lot more soft-spoken than she has been in the past. It looks like Bliss has a new friend in Cross. Cross says Bliss can vent to her, and she will listen. Bliss doesn't want to go back out and get laughed at by the fans. Cross mentions maybe that the McMahon should find a replacement for Bliss in the Fatal 4-Way. Bliss turns this into Cross's volunteering. Bliss says she will go get the McMahons and tell her she's her replacement now. Bliss walks off and Cross smile. Problem apparently solved. Back from the break. Michael Cole is in the ring for tonight's double contract signing. He hypes Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view up and first brings out Lacey Evans, who will challenge Raw and SmackDown's women's champion Becky Lynch for her red brand title. Cole introduced Charlotte Flair next. Evans and Flair take their seats at the table. Cole introduces the champ next and she comes out to a big pop. Cole asks Becky a question about her opponent, but the friends interrupt him with a Becky two belts chant. Becky says she just doesn't care about what kind of beating she has coming on Sunday. Becky goes on, but Flair interrupts her and taunts her. Flair says Becky now has herself in a situation she can't win. Evans agrees with Flair and gives her props for also dressing appropriately for the contract signing. Becky goes on about Flair being under pressure and not delivering. Becky says Evans can't afford to lose her title match and Flair can't afford to lose her millionth. Becky says she's not the only one under pressure. Fans chant Becky two belts again. Flair goes on. Fans interrupt with another Becky Two Bells chance. 
Flair warns Becky that this will all come crashing down on Becky one day. Flair says not even the titles can hide Becky's jealousies and insecurities. Flair says all Becky will be able to, to blame is her stubborn pride when she bows down to the queen on Sunday. Flair got the what treatment. Now more Becky two belt chants. Evan goes on about how the WWE Universe deserves a proper lady. Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, uh. Yes, sorry about that. Evans goes on about how the WWE Universe deserves a proper lady to set example. Evans says it's time she gets rid of her nasty and restores class to the Raw Woman's title. Evans says there's no way Becky can take down two ladies like Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. Becky's dares to swing now. Evan signs the contract. Flair has also signed. Flair tells Evans to show Becky the woman's right. Trash talking continues until a big brawl breaks out, of course. <laughs> it was like the third week now they done brawled. Alright, a big brawl ensues. And... Once the big brawl ensues, Becky applies the disarm on Evans, but Flair's make the save with a big boot as fans boo. Fans champ for Becky as she gets the double treatment. Double team, excuse me. Evans assists as Flair lifts Lynch for a power bomb, then drives down through the table and leaves her lane with some more boos. Flares grabs the blue brand title and raises it while Evans raises the red brand title. Becky still laid out over the pieces of the table. Flares music hit at Becky's recovers on the mat. It was, a, it was a pretty good setup to build up their match for um Sunday. Like I said, can't wait to do my predictions. You guys get to see, get to hear my thoughts on that. So next. We get a match between Ricochet and Corbin, with Corbin getting the pin on Ricochet clean with his finisher on ends of days. Alright. So next we see a replay of last week's backstage segment with the United States champ Samoa Joe and Ray Mysterio's son Dominic. Ray is backstage with Charlie Caruso now. Ray says Joe's crossed the line by targeting the son after a loss. Ray says if Joe or anyone else has anything to say, they can come find him and money in the bank. Then Cesaro interrupts and said it's rude for Ray to talk about Joe when he's not here. Cesaro also knocks Ray for bringing his kid to work. Ray defends his son and bring him brings up his training. Cesaro says Dominic actually looks more like Joe than Ray. <laughs> He wonders if Ray knows if Dominic is really his son. Ray attacks, they brawl around until officials come in and separate him. That was pretty funny. I I, I don't know if y'all seen Raw. Y'all probably did if y'all listened to this, but it was pretty funny. Y'all got to agree. So next we come back from break and Cole leads us to a video package on what Roman has done since returning from his battle with leukemia. Roman will face Elias on Sunday at Money in the Bank pay-per-view. 
Then Cole talks about AJ Styles versus the WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. And then sends us to a backstage to Sarah Shrinkenberg or Shreeberg. I don't know. <laughs> with AJ. She says people are questioning AJ's methods of late. AJ says the recent phenomenal forearm to Rollins was meant for Baron Corbin. <coughs> Excuse me. But he will fight when he's disrespected. AJ goes on and says that this was Monday Night Rollins until he showed up. AJ came to WWE with a huge chip on his shoulder, and he's still here. And this got him the title shot on Sunday. AJ said he will walk in the money in the bank as the challenger. But he will leave with the universal title. Then he walks off. Alright, so next we get the match. Uh fatal, women's fatal four-way with Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Dana Brooke. Alright, so we come back from break, and then we get a pre-recorded sidebar video of Naomi talking about the money in the bank as she finished finished her entrance. Then Dana Brooke is out next. We also get a sidebar video. Of Brooke talking about how she deserves to win on Sunday. Natalia's out next. Natalia also has a sidebar video and she also talks about how she has more experience than any of the other competitors on Sunday. Alright. Nikki Cross is out next, replacing Biz due to her missing luggage. Bliss appears in the sidebar video talking about how she will reign supreme on Sunday. And the reign is over in the women's division. The music hits as Bliss comes out before the match can begin. She joins the announcers for commentary. The bell rings as all four competitors look at Money in the Bank briefcase hanging high above the ring. Dana with the early two count on cross. More counters and pins and temp in the middle of the ring. Alright. So then we come back from break. Natalia applies the submission on Dana in the middle of the ring. Alright, I'm going to just fast forward. I didn't mean to go too much in depth. Alright, so pretty much the match ends when Cross drops Dana and Natalia droops over Naomi on the floor. Cross and Natalia go at it. Bring back in on the apron. Cross draping. A spinning net breaker for Natalia with a second rope pin. After the match, Cross celebrates as we go to replays. Then Bliss heads down the ringside to celebrate with her. Bliss and Cross fold up the ladder and slide it into the ring. They stand the ladder up under the briefcase now. Cross starts climbing, but Bliss stops her. Bliss climbs up the ladder for the briefcase and pulls with it on top. As Bliss music plays, as Cross washes from down below. Alright. So next after that, we get come back from break where we get pre-recorded comments from the, the WWE United States Champion Samoa Joe as Ray looks on from the ring. Joe says he didn't cross the line. Ray did bring his son to WWE. Joe says someone has to teach Ray's son how to be a man, and Ray is unable to. 
<laughs> Joe goes on and sends a warning to Ray ahead of Sunday's match. Cesaro is out next. Then Ray picks up the win over Cesaro when Ray blocks the neutralizer and drops Cesaro into a position with the 619. Ray hits and goes for the top for the splash. Ray covers the pin to win. Then after the match, Ray stands tall as his music hits. Then we go to replays. Ray poses to announce as the announcers hype up the match Sunday's pay-per-view. Alright, so Cole shows us a recent happened between the rivals and the Usos, including the shower scene. We cut backstage to the revival Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder now. Dawson asks what kind of widow's Voyager films a man getting his anatomy shave. Says it's normal and his friend needed him, but the Usos took it too far. Dawson said the ball's in the Usos' court if they want to continue being a skid mark on society. Then they go ahead, then go ahead. But if they want to find out who's the real best tag team on the planet, he and Dash aren't hard to find. But the embarrassment of the revival stops now. It is a pretty good promo. Alright, so next we see Seth Rollins backstage talking to Sarah Shrebert. But we can't hear anything because he says he's being said. He mentions breaking the internet earlier today and reference going public with his girlfriend Becky Lynch on Instagram. <laughs> we will hear from Rollins tonight. Also still to come is Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. Alright, we come back from the break. What do you know? We got one of another segments of the Firefly Funhouse. Alright. And this time he's with Mercy the Buzzard and Abby the Witch again. Rabble and Rabbit is also there despite what happened last week with he and Mercy. Wyatt has a secret this week. He ends up going into a dark teaser promo for a secret. The secret turns dark and the fun house takes a creepy turn. Wyatt says the fireflies help him warn his soul, but he's still some darkness in his head, but he knows how to harness it and control it. Wyatt turns back around and reveals a pretty disturbing new look. He's some sort of horror monster or Halloween creature. Wyatt has shared his secret and is terrifying. Alright, next we have the announcer show us what happened earlier in the night with Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Lacey Evans. Then the announcers run down the car for the money in the bank on Sunday. She, Sarah Schreiber is backstage with the WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins. Rollins said it's personal between he and AJ now and Rollins show us footage of uh, NWA No Limits wrestling indie show for 15 years when they went in and added at their match. Rollins says Sunday will be a statement match for him and not only proving anything to his friends and family but proving something to himself, the fans and AJ that this is Rollins industry. This is his show and he's the backbone of the company. Rollins said he didn't Look up the AJ. He said he looked up the AJ 15 years ago, but when the dust settled on Sunday, AJ would be looking up at him, and then Rollins walks off. All right, so we got the main event. 
We got a false count anywhere match with Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn. Then we go to the ring for tonight's main event as Mike Rome goes over the false count anywhere rules. Braun Strowman is out for his first pop. Braun's Money in the Bank ladder match spot is on the line in this match. And we go to commercial as Braun Strowman turns and waits for his opponent. Alright, I'm going to do a Marty McFly and I'm going to speed on to the end of the match. Alright. So pretty much, boom. Like three commercial breaks. <laughs> this is the third one. We come back from break and they're still battling it through the crowd. Sammy uses a steel chair now. Sammy swings the chair, but Braun catches it. Braun with a big right hand. They fight back closer to the ringside stage area now. Braun goes over where several ladders are as the fight continues. More back and forth. They end up backstage as Braun tosses Sammy into a bunch of equipment. Then Drew McIntyre suddenly appears and attacks Braun. Drew drops Braun on the side of the steel chair with a DDT. Drew barks Sammy cover for the win, but mm, Drew barks at Sammy to cover for the win, but Braun kicks out at two. Drew can't believe Braun kicked out. Drew gets sent into the TV monitor. Braun picks up a cooler pack with ice and drops it on Drew. Braun with another shot to Drew while he's down. Braun throws, a, throws some stuff at Sammy as he tries to crawl away. Sammy comes stumbling out of the stage as many fans boo and some cheer. Braun's right on top of him. Braun grabs one of the many ladders and beats Sammy some more with it. Tosses, it. tosses a ladder on top of Sammy while he's down. Braun buries Sammy under a pile of ladders. Coleman runs back over, drops Braun with a right hand. Drew joins the double team on Braun. Drew grabs a ladder and rams it into Braun's ribs. Drew bridges a ladder from the ground to the top of the barrier now. Braun fights Drew off, but they bring, bring him over to the ladder bridge. They drive on top of him with a double team snapping it in half with a hard landing to Braun. Braun goes to get right back, but Drew hint, hits him with a Claymore kick. Drew and Corbin help Sammy make the pin, but also help keep Braun down. Sammy gets the pin to win and Braun's money in the bank spot. So there you have it. You have Sammy Zayn, now one of the newest contestants in a money in the bank match for this Sunday. Alright, so after the match, Sammy tries to celebrate that he has the final spot in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match on Sunday. Sammy's music hit as we go to replays. Some fans are singing along with Sammy's thing. theme. Braun is helped to his feet after Corbin and McIntyre retreat to the back. Sammy backs up, pleading with Braun, trying to escape. Sammy goes up to the announce table as the announcers scatter. Braun chokes Sam Slammy through the announce table for a pop. Braun stands over Sammy, raises his arms as the music hits and fans pop. Raw goes off the air with Strowman standing tall. 
All right, and that was Monday Night Raw, folks. All right, we're going to slide on in the SmackDown. All right. So, SmackDown starts off with, opens up with uh, tape delay from the O2 Arena in England. All right. So, you're joined by Corey Graves and Byron Staxon. They go right to the ring. All right. So, Roman Reign comes out to a big pop. And we see what happened last night on Raw with Reigns, The Miz, Shane McMahon, Elias, and Bobby Lashley. Reigns take the mic and said he has unfinished business from last night and he doesn't want to wait until money in the bank. Reigns says Elias is a big problem and he's going to take care of him. Reigns introduced one of the solutions for Elias and introduced The Miz. Miz takes a shot at Elias and Shane plugging the steel cage match at Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Shane Musics interrupts and he comes out to the stage with Elias. Shane says Miz disgusts him and he hates looking at him, so he's going to ban him from the building and from ringside tonight. Elias says, underestimating him, he'll be the biggest mistake of Reigns' career. Elias says that Money in the Bank, he will prove why... Vince McMahon chose him as the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. And we will see what the McMahon family has seen in that WWE stands for Walk with Elias. Shane reminds Elias it also stands for just WWE. <laughs> Shane said it's time to remove the Miz and Reigns from the ring. He introduced a few people who hates Miz Gut. The music hits and out come out the SmackDown tag, the new SmackDown tag team champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, without their belts, might I add, which was pretty odd. I, I, I didn't get that. I did watch it, but I didn't get it. All right, so Shane, Elias, and Bryan and Rowan march to the ring as Reigns and Miz get ready for a fight. Standing back to back in the middle of the ring as the hills surround them on the apron. Reigns and Miz start the fight as the hills attack when Shane gives the order. Reigns and Miz both get dumped to the floor and the hills follow to keep the beatdown going. The music, the music interrupts and out come the Usos to make the save. The Usos and Miz are here on WWE's wildcard roll tonight. The Usos attack and make the save at, at ringside until the Usos level them both with a double clothesline on the floor. A brawl comes to the ring as the Usos, Rain and Miz fight back. They clear the ring as fans cheer them on. Rain's music hits as he stands tall with the Usos and Miz. Shane and his crew back up to the ring. All right. So next we have the Fatal 4-Way with Randy Orton, Ali, Andrade, and Finn Balor. I think we had, didn't we had this Fatal 4-Way match a couple, like, uh, oh my goodness, no wonder SmackDown had a bad ring. <laughs> I just thought about that, and I watched it. That's the other thing that came to my mind, too. It's like, all right, so boom, we come back from break. Because pretty much I sped through this. So we come back from break and Andrade sends Balor into the ladder in the corner. More back and forth between everyone. Ali leaps off the top 
and Orton catches him with the RKO. Andrade ends up dropping Balor in the middle of the ring. Andrade with the hammerlock DDD for a two count. Balor leaves out of the ring to Ali to take Ali and Orton down to the floor. Uh-oh. Andrade and Balor tangle up more in the middle of the ring. Andrade with another hammerlock DDT pin for the win. After the match, Andrade stands tall with Vegan as his music hits. We go to replays. Andrade climbs the ladder un- under the briefcase, but then ricochet music hits, and out comes out he comes out on the wild card rule. Ricochet leaps onto the ladder and goes at it with Andrade. The fight ends with Ricochet clutching a briefcase on the brand, on a ramp while Andrade recovers on the floor. Now we get backstage to a pre-recorded video from Carmella discussing the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Alright, then next we get Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods is backstage. He says Kofi Kingston will make sure everything goes smoothly during the Kevin Owens show. Kofi wants Woods to stay back because Woods isn't 100% right now. And Kofi says he will handle things by himself tonight. They're back from break and out comes Charlotte Flair. Then we will see a replay from the double money in the bank contract signing on last night's Raw with Flair. Lacey Evans and the Raw SmackDown Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch. (laughs) Flair says Sunday will be the culmination of her rivalry with Lynch and the rivalry will end with Flair becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion once again. Flair throws out a woo and leads us into a video package on the big screen looking at her history between the queen and the man. We go back to the announcers and they hype up Lynch and Evans and Lynch and Flair for Sunday. We cut backstage and Lacey Evans is asking everyone to forget about her. Evans says everyone must be watching the Becky Lynch Charlotte story again. Evans goes out goes on about facing Becky on Sunday and Money in the Bank and says she would teach her about a woman's right. Evans said Lynch will have a new nickname after the match. Call her Becky Black Eye. Evans says she will also have a new nickname, the Raw Women's Champion. Then we cut backstage. All right. So now we have uh, the coming up the four on three handicap match between Shane, Elias, and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Roman Reigns and the Usos. All right. So uh, pretty much sped up to the end where the way it ends is. Elias ends up hitting a drift away on Jay, but Jimmy makes the save with a super kick. Ryan charges in and hits the big knee on Jay for a close pin attempt. Reigns in with another save. Reigns and Rowan go at it, but Rowan dumps Reigns onto the floor. Rowan follows, but Reigns rocks him with a Superman punch. Elias sends Reigns into part of the steel ring steps. Shane tags in and goes for the top with a big coast-to-coast on Jay. Shane covers for the pin to win. 
And after the match, Shane and his partner stand tall as the music hits. Miz music suddenly interrupts and out he comes with a steel chair. Shane retreats as retreats as Miz looks on. Reigns ends up hitting him with a spear on Rowan. Shane looks on from the stage as Shane and Miz stare back at each other while his music plays. Hamilton interrupts and quickly announces that Shane as the winner. <laughs> the four heels and the four baby faces stare each other down. Alright, so the announcers send us to the Brave Fire, Fire Funhouse segment from Monday Night Raw. And it shows when he reveals his dark secret in a new mask. Alright. So next we have a match between Kari Sane and Asuka versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And I got my thoughts on this new. Um, some people may not like my opinion, but I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> Alright. So we get a match between Kari Sane and Asuka versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Finally, we get this match. Okay, so we have Oscar with the kick to the face and a takedown for the Oscar lock, but DeVille makes the save. The referees order DeVille out after she keeps it up. DeVille ends up coming in and going in, going at it with Oscar. Oscar fights back and delivers a kick while DeVille is on her knees. DeVille catches a drop, catches a kick and drop Oscar with a shot to the throat. DeVille with the spawn buster. Rose wanted to be tagged in, and she is. She goes for the pin, but Asuka counters and rolls her up for a pin of her own. Now, after the match, Paige heads to the back with Asuka and Sane, arms in the air, while Rose and DeVille show frustration in the ring. Rose can't believe what happened. All right. So next we see Kyla Braxton looking nervous before her interview with Lars Sullivan. Then Tom leads us into a video package on how dominant Lars has been on the main roster. Kayla is with Lars now and some fans in the arena boo. Alright. Kayla asks him if he casts him to comment on the destruction. She fumbles her words, thanks him, and walks off. Lars just stares down. Now, Kevin Owens is backstage hyping a very special episode of the Kevin Owens show with him and WWE champion Kofi Kingston. Kofi says that the New Day isn't on the show because he's not facing him. He's facing Kofi Kingston. Owens said Kofi will be forced to answer the question. Question Owens has always known if Kofi can stand alone on his own. Kofi goes on and talks about how he might hurt Kofi on Sunday. New Day music interrupts and in the arena comes out Kofi and he goes to a pop. We go to commercial. Back from break, Kofi's in the ring with the setup for the Kevin Owens show. Kofi says that he received the invitation and here it is. Here he is. Kofi's by himself. Kofi said Owens will get his shot at the WWE Money in the Bank match on Sunday, but what about tonight? Kofi goes on and introduced the host, Owens. Owens doesn't show up. Fans fans chant, Kofi show, Kofi show. And Kofi says we might get change it to the Kofi show. 
Kofi taunts Owens, talks some trash now. Owens suddenly appears on the big screen. Owens talks about Kofi finally being alone. How he goes on and says Kofi is the only WWE champion because the New Day. But that'll all end on Sunday because Kofi will be facing the most dangerous man in WWE history. And here's the proof. Owens shows us a video package with highlights from his WWE run. Owens goes to the back with a with his first night and his win over John Cena. Alright. So we're gonna speed past that a little bit. So Owens makes it the ringside, but he stops and turns around. He turns back into the ring, but he stops again, and Kofi's ready to fight. Fans boo Owens mind games. Kofi leaves the ring and they start the brawl on the entrance way now. Sam Lee suddenly attacks Kofi coming over the um car rule. Kofi gets double teamed and now as some fans boo. The New Day music hits and out comes Xavier Woods to make the save. Owens sends Wood into the ring post and he goes down. Sammy and Owens double team Kofi now. Fans try to rally for Kofi as the double team continues. Owens sends Kofi into the still again. Sammy and Owens bring back Kofi into the ring and keep him down. Owens talks trash and yells in Kofi's face to keep him down in the corner. Yells some, uh, Owens yells some more and goes for a corner cannonball, but Kofi gets out the way. Sammy goes after Kofi and works him over again in the ropes. Fans can't chant for Kofi. Sammy goes for a halluva kick, but is counter. Kofi drops Sammy with the trouble in paradise. Kofi stands tall as fans cheer him on. Owens watch from the stage as Kofi tells him to bring it in from the ring. The New Day music starts as Kofi stands with Woods at ringside. The final SmackDown before WWE Money in the Bank goes off the air with Kofi yelling at Owens from ringside. And there you have it, folks. There's the Raw SmackDown highlights for this week. Pretty much overall, uh, I see why now the SmackDown ratings was low because it, it was just an average show. But, you know, it, I give it a two and, two and a half stars. You know what I'm saying? Out of five, man. It could have been better, especially for a go-home show. A lot of people said this on a different podcast to listen to. But <laughs> but um the main thing was Raw was a little bit better than SmackDown this week. I gotta agree. The way they set up Raw for the go home show for money in the bank, you know, it, it got me a little vested in it. You know, I'm not as amped as previous years I usually be into money in the bank, but um you know, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, tomorrow night I will be doing my prediction show for uh, Money in the Bank. I'll have that up definitely by Saturday. And uh, pretty much um, I'm going to take a not that long of a break, but just a quick 10-minute break. Well, not 10 minutes, but 10-second break. <laughs> Excuse me, 10-second break. Get a little swig and uh, some water and um, come back in with some WWE news, okay? Alright, peace Okay, we are back 
And we are getting ready to get into some WWE news real fast. Real quick, just want to shout out WrestleInc.com. I get a lot of my news and results for my uh, review shows and for the J. Raw Wrestling Podcast from none other than WrestlingInc.com. It is, like I said, a phenomenal um, wrestling news website. Besides Fightful, uh, Fightful's pretty good. Shout out to my man, uh, Sean Ross, at, you know, from Fightful.com. But other than that, you know, just going to get into some WWE news. So, first up, we're going to get into the WWE Super Show. Excuse me, WWE Super Showdown. That's supposed to take place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, June 7th. There's only three matches that's been announced so far, and that's Goldberg versus The Undertaker, Triple H versus Randy Orton, and then the 50-man battle royal. It's going to be interesting how they're going to do this 50-man battle royal. <laughs> All right, so next is going to be um, announcement for the um, NXT TakeOver 25 special going down Bridgeport, Connecticut, June 1st. And... It's only really been two matches announced, but probably, um, if not this upcoming episode of NXT, maybe the following week we'll start getting some matches because it's supposed to be June 1st. So we got to start getting some matches <laughs> announced probably by next week. Um, when I do my NXT review, uh, probably do that tomorrow night uh, when I do my prediction show. I was kind of thinking about maybe doing it as a combo show. I don't know. We'll see how I go, how I feel tomorrow on a Friday night. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, there's only two matches announced so far, and that's uh, Shayna Baszler going against Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Then you have the rematch from WrestleMania weekend. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. For the W for the NXT men's championship. Should be a pretty good match, I say. Alright, next up we got DJ Z has been um signed the NXT deal. Alright. Just got a notification. Sorry folks. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so next up we have announcement. Um this was also reported on Russell Inc. that Alexa Bliss has been pulled from the money in the bank due to her not being medically cleared from concussion. And this is a surprise to me. And it also makes sense why Nikki Cross was in the Fatal Four Way on Raw versus her being in that match, even though they had her going up to get the briefcase. But we all know WWE logic, whoever staying tall to go home show. Nine or mostly ten times out of ten, they don't stand tall at the pay per view. But we'll see come Sunday. But she's not in the match, so we know she wanted to worry about her. Uh, Andrade has been receiving this big push, if you guys have noticed, and he's also been taking English classes, and that's to help him be able to speak better English in his promos. And the reason why, and I found this out on uh, listen a couple podcasts saying that um he went to Vix McMahon and asked him to get a real push 
So Vince was like, you learn some English, get better on your English, and then come see me. So, <laughs> also, um, there's a little, I don't want to say spoiler, but because I won't do my NXT review until tomorrow night, but Beth Phoenix is come on to be the new NXT commentator because uh, Percy Watson decided to uh, move on and pursue other ventures and um, things in his career. So I think uh, Beth Phoenix will bring something new to NXT, just like um, Renee Young brings something different to Monday Night Raw. All right, so unfortunately I got to do this if I'm going to be stepping into this lane, but uh, Lars Sullivan's been fined $100,000 or making uh, racial incentive comments before he was um, hired in the uh, WWE. Um, and, you know, this has been reported all week since the news broke of this. You know, it's been a lot of mixed feelings. Um, Titus said that um, he came on Twitter that he came to him and apologized for it and stuff like that. All I'm going to say is this, you know, I'm pretty sure they knew about it and if it didn't get as big as it did it he probably wouldn't have never got hired one he shouldn't have that that's just my opinion and two for um you know only reason they finding him now and making him do the insensitive training because of the backlash that it kind of resolved and the fact that someone reached out to Big E on Twitter about it. Nobody would have, you know, because it's been, you know, kept under the rug for, they said, almost two years now about this. And, you know, it's just him getting fine now. It's just like, you know, they had to do something, especially with the uh, advertisers and investors and stuff like that that put in a WWE product. You know, they just had to do something. All right, so that's it. Is for oh, one other thing, there is a new um, 2K game that's being developed that they want to make it more realistic based. Um, with as far as the moves set, the entrances, stuff like that, I'm really interested in to see whether it's going to be like an actual game or is it like going to be on your phone, like mobile, tablet, stuff like that. So. Alright, so that's it for the WWE for the J-Raw podcast for episode 3. Alright, we're going to go real quick into this BTE episode. We're going to go into that and then we'll do AEW News and then I'll do an editorial and that'll be pretty much it because we touching almost an hour. This is the first time I hit you guys with an hour. I don't know if y'all going to stick around this long. I hope y'all do, but <laughs> I may have to chop it up. I don't know, but I'm going to keep it going. So without further ado, we're going to first get into this Being the Elite episode 151. All right. So it starts off with Nick and, Nick and Matt talk to Peter Avalon about the librarian gimmick. He said he doesn't like it if there's two of them and asks for his release. They said they aren't releasing him and they're going to send him home where he can just make a paycheck after paycheck, obviously mocking what WWE is doing to some talent. 
and agitated, Matt said he's going to double Avalon's salary. And Avalon says, okay, he's in, and he's okay with two librarians. Nick asks what Matt was going to do if he keeps saying no. Matt responded, he's going to threaten to humiliate Avalon on their being an elite series every week. WWE, you know, a shot at WWE's treatment of the revival. So, do the intro, come back. MJF is hanging out at Cody's house, and Cody does a black flip into the pool. MJF says that it's a perfect 10, as Cody holds up a piece of paper with a 10 on it. MJF says, F you, Sean Spears. For those who don't know, since um, Todd Dillinger has been released from the WWE, that's what his name is on Independence, Sean Spears. Hmm, I wonder. Nah, wait till next week. Okay. (laughs) So next, Matt and Nick are being handed out cards to the Casino Battle Royal entrance. Brandon Cutler is first up. They tell him not to tell anyone what it is, but then they kind of want to know if he's got the Joker, which would be the final spot in the match. And it would be a huge disappointment to the entire wrestling industry. Cutler won't tell him. Matt says that's fine, but they will have to reshoot everything if he has the Joker. <laughs> so Angelico announces that he and Jack Evans are coming to AEW. So Matt and Nick are training at bar wrestling event, but they actually there to sign someone to an AEW contract. Okay. Alright, so SCU are scouting some potential SCU honorary members at OWE's training facility. Matt wants some input on the new movies working on. The camera pans down to check out Joey Ryan's new t-shirt design and missed the move. So obviously he's going to debut the move at Double or Nothing. <laughs> A montage of Adam Page doing Full Gear Challenge. Page is still drinking that stuff that was sent to him last week and apparently is helping him as he pulls a Pepsi truck and can do one-arm (laughs) pull-ups. Mac and Nick make their surprise entrance with Joey Ryan, appearance with Joey Ryan in the ring. They congratulate him on getting out of his lifetime contract with Lucha Underground. They They want to announce a new signing to AEW. But Joey Ryan takes the mic and said he actually got a couple offers on the table and has a lawyer that will actually read the contracts this time around. Matt says they're not the offer wasn't for Ryan. It was for the referee Rich Rick Knox. Matt continues they've been with a lot of referees, but Knox is the best and if anybody deserves to quit their day job and make a good living as a referee, it's him. Alright, so they uh, unveiled a new segment on BTE. It's called BTE Mailbag. Okay, so it's BTE Mailbag time. Matt, Matt is asked who came up with the name All Elite Wrestling. Matt said it took him weeks to figure out, and it was a team collaboration. Original names for the promotion were the world's best wrestling. Matt didn't like it. Then it was World Elite Wrestling. Then they finally came up with how to incorporate all in and uh, being an elite. And they just said all elite wrestling. 
So Kenny Omega is asked if he'll ha be using a new entrance theme and if it will have a video game tie into it. Omega says he will have a new theme at Double or Nothing. Omega notes that the segment will hopefully be a permanent part of the series, so keep sending in questions. Then he announces a new six-man, a six-woman tag match: Asia Kong, Yuki Suzuki, Emma, Emmy Suzuki, Suzuka, <laughs> in these Japanese days, Higuro Shida. Reno Abe and Rio Minazui. All right, so Matt and Nick FaceTime with Trent Beretta. They said he looks guilty about something. They show off their their families and ask him what was up with the threat he and Chuck made last week. Trent tries to deny it, but then he says the battle royal is not something they want. Trent says they want to be in a tag team. They want to be in tag team action. Matt and Nick then agree and give them Angelico and Jack Evans at double or nothing. They hang up. Ominous music, please, as we see Trent light up a cigarette and stares at the camera. And that's the end of that of episode 151, which was pretty good. So, so far, we have a new segment that was, um, they taking questions, mailbag. Uh, Kenny announced a new six-woman tag match. I'm not going to go through the names again. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the best friends, they finally was booked in a tag match. They're going to be going against the new team of Angelico and Jack Evans. And I heard a lot about them two guys in there. I heard they were really good. Um... Also, we had, um, what else that was really good? Oh, we had a little, little East Egg planet, whether or not Todd Dillinger is going to be in AEW. I think he's going to be one of those guys in the Casino Battle Royal. Him, nah, I ain't going to say Mox. I think something big is going to happen with Mox and, and Double or Nothing. I'll, I'll talk about that next week when I do my predictions for Double or Nothing. All right. So since we finished up with that episode, I'm just going to touch on the other announcement with uh, All Elite since um, there was no episode for um, Roll the Double or Nothing unless Cody decide to release it over the weekend or something. But um, pretty much the big news, if you're listening to this podcast or other podcasts, if you haven't, Pretty much all elite wrestling has a partnership with Turner Media now. And basically they'll be able to air uh double or nothing coming this fall, which was a lot of uh, was which was widely speculated <laughs> that they'll be on Turner. Um they'll be on TNT. The date'll be announced later. Uh they were also gonna be streaming on pay-per-view through Bleacher Report Live and not Fight. However, they are streaming through Fight, but it'll be international through like UK and other countries. They also will be airing domestically here, pay-per-view, 
from my understanding, it'll be on Comcast, DirecTV, it'll be on uh, Vios, all your cable providers, which is great because, you know, them going through this media deal with uh, Turner uh, Media. Um, as far as if they're going to be getting paid for rights, from my understanding, reading on Russell Inc. and listening to other pundits basically say their deal is where it'll be an ass split, but Turner will be paying their production costs. And they said that that's pretty amazing because WWE doesn't even have Universal pay them for their production costs. So... That's great that Turner is willing to do that. And um, pretty much, I guess, uh, since we at the the hour mark (laughs) at episode three, I'll just give my editorial real quick and then I'll probably just end this on that note. As far as um, with the E, the whole Lars thing, I already touched on that. Uh. With the ratings with SmackDown, like I said earlier with that too, I'm not surprised due to the fact that a lot of stuff is getting repetitive. This whole wild card thing, you know, somehow, some way, they're going to have to come up with a better game plan on how they're going to, you know, and it says this in the Bible, be careful trying to serve two masters. You know, they're trying to serve Fox and they're trying to serve um, Universal, which is going to make it tough because, you know, it already was reported that Universal felt some type of way that because of the raw ratings being low on USA, they gave, well, they moved Roman to SmackDown because SmackDown is supposed to be going on Fox this fall. And then now with Vince in this whole wildcard role, it's kind of, really throwing the dynamic off of the brand split. You know, the brand split was designed for Raw to have their set roster, their superstars to build. And that's the other thing, too. They haven't really built no superstars. You know, I like how someone made a correlation with how the Marvel Universe, how all of us that are, and if you're a wrestling fan and you know you're a wrestling fan, listen to my podcast, which I sincerely appreciate, but if you a wrestling fan, you're also a fan of Marvel too, and you can testify the fact that, and you can kind of agree with not only me making this statement, but other people who who have made it as well. You know, the reason why we're invested in Marvel is because the way they built those characters. If WWE was to really take the time and really develop, they try steadily but surely, and we, you know, a lot of us, and this is the one thing I wanted to touch on too, and it goes back to a debate I had on in um, Russell Cave, the um, Facebook group, but the thing of it is, you know, as wrestling fans, yes, we do want to spend our hard-earned money on a product where the creative is good and we're going to be invested in it, but at the same time, in, in my opinion, as somebody else, I share that opinion with them. You know, it seemed like we taken away more away from being so critique critical about different products and different promotions instead of just enjoying all these different promotions for what they bring to the table for us for the one main thing being great wrestling fans and enjoying great matches and great stories that are being told versus 
yeah, we all can agree the creative with WWE needs to get a whole lot better, especially what's at stake for them. But in the alternative, we do turn to other promotions. And just because I don't follow one promotion, but I follow this one, I shouldn't be, you know what I mean, categorized for me being a hater just because I don't watch that certain promotion. If I'm watching enough and I watch what I watch, but I follow up on everything else, and just because I don't watch a certain promotion, you know, I shouldn't be crucified for that because I like what I like. Just like us wrestling fans, we like what I like, who we like. But we all can agree at the end of the day, we're just wrestling fans. You know, wrestling nerds, so to speak, and you know how passionate, especially being passionate for certain promotions like Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, you know, GCW, you know what I'm saying, uh, MLW, you know what I'm saying, even the stuff in Mexico, different countries and stuff. You know, I told you guys before I used to and I try every now and then when I'm able to and get the opportunity to watch uh, Defiance called Defy over in the UK. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people watch Back Label Pro. You know, just because Impact is on, you know, Twitch and all like that and I'm not able to watch it doesn't mean I hate on it. I think it's a bad product. I, I do believe they're doing great things, you know, but I'm able to watch and I pay for Ring of Honor. So I'm going to watch and do and support what I paid my hard-earned money for. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe Ring of Honor is doing some amazing things, and they got some, you know, great things in the work. Just because the elite left and they started their own thing doesn't mean they're not trying to. They're doing their best to build stars. You know, I love what they're doing with Bandito, with Roosh. You know what I'm saying? The way they building up Flip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other guys, too, stepping up to the plate once the lead had left. And even more so, the last member that need, who probably is going to be going, and we haven't seen much, and I'm surprised, but it all makes sense. And that's Marty, because once um, that pay-per-view fight for the Fallen, more than likely, Marty's going to be going to AEW. You know what I'm saying? Because you can tell he kind of misses friends, even though he's doing the rub and really helping to build PCO and Brody King. So when he do step off, they can continue to keep Villain Enterprises on without him. You know what I'm saying? So that that's just my whole little editorial on that. And like I said, and it kind of tie in with uh, AEW. You know, I'm, I'm you know, can't front. Uh, I'm a little sorry. I won't be going out to Vegas, but I definitely... You know, shout out to Russell Cave, Ace Porter, Dirty Case, Patchy the Facts. I'm going to keep it quiet as kept, but maybe a little watch party going on. I'm just keep that little hush hush. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, because I, I do look forward to seeing Double or Nothing. i actually looking forward to seeing Money in the Bank this weekend, but I really am looking forward to see um, Double or Nothing. I know it's going to be a phenomenal uh, pay-per-view. So, you know. That's pretty much it. So we're going to end this episode three for the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast for Thursday, May 16th. It's about 11 o'clock. I'm going to take a quick little break. Then I'm going to go ahead and knock out what I was supposed to been knock out two days ago. And that was the Ring of Honor New Japan for you guys. 
real quick, I want to give a shout out to my bro, uh, DJ Hardcore at Hardcore Productions, my partner in crime, One Struggle Radio. I know we were supposed to debut this week. I sincerely apologize. Like I told you guys, you know, we're more focused on the showcase coming up June 1st. Once that is here and done, with a phenomenal show, guaranteed real soon. But we still got the Patreon, and you artist kills can still submit music to one struggle radio at gmail.com. Still got the Patreon tear if you guys want to check that out. That's still active because we are going to start. Well, I know I am going to be start getting um, interviews with artists and stuff like that already booked for the Friday show that we're going to do with one struggle radio. So we're going to bring some good things for you guys. You know, we got the Wix page up. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have a merch store with that. We already got, you know what I mean, some music up. You can also check out episodes there of the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast and One Struggle Radio Podcast. And you also can check it out at SoundCloud.com at One Struggle Radio. Um, Episodes of... Well, mainly in my reviews and episodes of the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast and One Struggle Radio Podcast is on CastBoxFM.com. I'm saying, like I said, I'm diligently working on trying to get on as many platforms as I can for you guys. So you be you able, whatever you guys preference to listen, get your streaming for your podcast. You can definitely day, throw your boy some love. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and end it on this note. Make sure you guys come out June 1st to They Can't Do It Like Us. Showcase 700 Table Road. Go to eventbrite.com. Get your tickets while you can. Uh, that's pretty much it. And on that note, I enjoyed doing this. Look forward to episode four next Thursday. Peace.